Blog Talk Radio. Going through all this stuff. 
Oh, my God, thank you guys so much. I appreciate the love. It's encouraging. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't say it enough, okay? Man, woo, okay? Uh, yeah, so it's been, this Scorpio season's been just kind of more not for me, I don't know, not bad, bad but very uh, different. Not a lot of, it's, I still enjoy my birthday and all that stuff, but a lot of obstacles, a lot of, changing my mind, you know, trying to change ideas about myself and looking at how I want to see myself going forward in life and all the things. And this this, this has been a busy week for me because, listen, my, listen, I had, I, I had, a, I mean, my, I think my husband had stuff going on with him. So we had, I mean, it was, it's been a whole lot. I've been busy, okay? <laughs> Family, my grandma, everybody. It seems like everything is <laughs> popping out right now, okay? So it's all good, right? So, but yeah, this Scorpio. So Scorpio season has been kind of weird to me, weird but but uh, challenging, but still good, still blessed, okay? That's all I can say to y'all, really, seriously. Trust me, okay? Uh, let me see, what else? Okay, yeah, getting ready for the holidays. Y'all know if you listen to this show for all the the holidays are my. I love the holidays. Now, it's unfortunate now. Like, when I was a kid, they really did the holidays big. But, you know, when as I got older, people, I, I ended up being around a lot of Grinches, <laughs> Scrooges, who don't like the holidays. <laughs> My family. I think I'm the only one that really, I'm like Mariah Carey to the BS. Shit. I you know, have to find my soul tribe who likes holidays like me. I love them. They are so, like, fun for me. So I'm excited for this year's uh, holidays and all the things that's coming with it. I'm just, I'm very excited, okay? I know it's Thanksgiving this week. They're skipping right over Thanksgiving, and they've been selling Christmas gifts. I mean, Christmas stuff and everything, and trust me, I've been trying to do my Christmas stuff early here, but it is still nonetheless Thanksgiving this week. So this is the week for you guys to be thank, you know, to look and reflect on your life and be thankful for some of the um, things that God has brought you through this year. Can you believe we're at the end of 2023? Man, that went fast. Okay, so you know, for because we're at Thanksgiving, I thought to myself. What would be a great thing to talk about? Well, uh, the, I saw this article this uh, week. Let me put it, see if I can pull it up here. Today I think I saw this. Okay. It says, Marilyn Mom, this is from the Daily Mail. So Marilyn Mom learns she has five weeks to live after cancer diagnosis. Okay. It says, Courtney Smith, 34. 34 years old, a baby, okay? Diagnosed with stage 4 invasive lobular carcinoma in April. Four weeks ago, she was told it had spread to her brain, giving her months to live. It spurred her to focus on making memories with her family with the time she has. A Maryland mother of five has learned she is and just had a five-week heartbreaking cancer diagnosis. I believe that's breast cancer, it's a form of breast cancer. Uh, Courtney, 34, from St. Mary's uh, County, was diagnosed with stage four invasive lobular carcinoma April. 
but just four weeks ago she was told that she had she only had somewhere around two months to live. She said it took her so long to consult a doctor out of fear. During her most recent visit, doctor, doctors told her that the cancer had spread to her brain. The news has spurred Smith to focus on making memories of her family with the time she has left. Refle- reflecting to WSA9, she said she hopes her story can serve as a warning to others who may be too scared to go to the doctor, okay? So let's hear her talk about this diagnosis, what happened to her. And there's a reason um, I wanted to talk to you guys about it. But it says, um, let's see, we can find the video. 34 years old, okay? Oh, my God. And, you know, and just because she was, she was scared, you know. And so many people have... Um, have fears about the doctor. I understand. I've you know, I've been there and I've had family members have been there and everything like that. Let me tell you, I just tell people it can save your life. It's not just going to the doctor because that's not the only thing. But it's learning to advocate for yourself from a medical point of view, not be mean to doctors or anything like that. That's what I'm saying because some people think when you say advocate for yourself, then that means mean. But learning uh, to advocate for your treatments, especially black people. We really have to get in there and we really have to advocate to make sure that we are uh, being uh, treated well and catered to well. And um, a lot of times you'll have in the black community people afraid to go to the doctor. And this young lady, 34 years old, because of her fear, she may lose her life. I'm praying for her for for God's healing. But man, you know, so it's it's such a powerful story. And I tell, and that's part of the reason I went public with my breast cancer diagnosis because it's so important for women to understand how important it is to get diagnosed early. Yes, you still have a fight. But it's a your chances of beating it is huge, okay? So definitely, definitely early diagnosis saves your life, especially today because breast cancer has made such leaps and bounds. A lot of cancers have. So I can't encourage you guys enough, okay? So let me finish reading this story of her. I'm trying to find that audio so that you guys can hear it. My Okay, I think this is it. Is this it? Let's see. Okay, this is going below for the. I wanted you guys to hear the story in her own words to see if we can. Smith has terminal breast cancer, and she's trying to make sure that her family still thrives once she passes on. The fundraising event will run until 7 o'clock tonight at the Lake Presidential Golf Course in Upper Marlboro. You're looking at live pictures of the event. It's just getting underway there now. Attendees can bring donations, gifts, or just themselves as a show of support. Smith says her final mission is to raise awareness about breast cancer and early you know, it's so fascinating to watch some of you at home reach out and, and comment on this story and just talk about her remarkable courage. Uh, she was diagnosed in April with cancer, and, and now it's in her brain, and, and she's really just, you know, trying to make a path forward for her family, and that is what this fundraiser is going to help with. 
tonight, and you can see people starting to gather. You can see how beautifully it's decorated. Um, you know, it's such a somber night, but at the same time, a remarkable act of courage. You know, we can all think about what we would do in, a, in, in coming together. D.C., and that's because a section of the roadway well, it now has a new name. Okay, I was trying to find you guys. I think I had the wrong audio, but I don't know if that's the audio of her discussing. Um, oh, goodness. We'll find it. Um, okay, well, I'll just tell you. I'll just read the story. It says by A. Okay, let's see. It says um, Smith's battle with cancer began in 2021 when she was diagnosed with stage 3 of the disease, which, if detected early, can be cured. She said she first became suspicious a great deal earlier after noticing the dimple on her breast. However, fear kept her from getting it checked out. Sometime after that, she couldn't produce milk for her newborn, sparking more fears. Those concerns prompted her to finally visit the doctor, she told WUSA. And there she learned she had cancer that starts in the milk-producing glands of the breast. At first, she said she was in disbelief. I'm asking them questions like, could it be this stuff I've read about online? She told the outlet seated next to her husband has tubes run down her sides. They said, no, it's cancer. Um, by April, oh, goodness, let's see. By April, it had progressed to stage four, which has an average of five years, an average five-year survival, survival rate of around 6%. Still hopeful, she underwent multiple rounds of chemo and radiation therapy to eradicate the disease. But three months ago, she received the news it was all not. She's since been transported to hospice, where she and her husband on Friday lamented the reality of their situation. Our two-year-old son, he's always kept us silent, Andre said, his wife tearing up beside him, so it's really the kids that keep us like this. Hester Smith, she has spent the past several weeks in hospice, where she said doctors are keeping her comfortable with pain medication. She will be leaving behind her husband and five children, ages 16, 14, 12, 9, and 2, but hopes to forge new memories in the meantime. I would want them to know that I love them, and I love them so much, she told the station, that I would go to any measure, any drastic measure, to make sure uh, they are okay, even beyond the grave. Uh, she also conceded that her body could no longer handle the chemo treatments, meaning her fate is most certainly sealed. She reflected on uh, this on the GoFundMe. She started to help with funeral ex- with funeral expenses earlier this month and so far has raised $72,710, money that will now be bequeathed to her family after a local funeral director said she would cover the cost. Smith, meanwhile, wrote, with the unfortunate reality that I don't have much longer on this earth, every day is a struggle mentally and physically. I have young, sensitive, creative, and intelligent children that I want to support this world, through this world. My dream would be to hold their hands and guide them into adulthood, but that dream is slipping away. She further revealed my cancer metastasized to my bones and my brain, which causes limited activity with my children. As I near the end of the road, my goal is to provide my husband with financial assistance for my funeral expenses as he will be a single father, okay? Um, She's also working on a children's book and everything. Okay, so I'm trying to see here that they have... um, you guys can go to uh, the Daily Mail to read more of this story and perhaps find out where to donate to her family and everything. But the reason I read this story is because this we're coming up on the week of Thanksgiving. And if you think 
that you don't have something to be thankful for or something. Think about this young lady, 34 years old and looking at death. Now, I'm praying for her that God do a miracle because God's still in the miracle working business. But if God does it, God's still a miracle worker, right? But she's looking at death's door and she's doing it bravely and boldly. And this week I just want you guys to think of her when you're at your uh, Thanksgiving tables or where you're at, wherever you are. Just think of how grateful you are that you get to spend time with your family, your loved ones, and friends. Nobody knows how long, but be grateful to be in the moment and that you are there. What a blessing. What? So I listen to her story, and I'll be like, I listen to that. I was like, God, whoa. You know, I just thank God that I, that I was going to the doctor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you know, and it's and it's still you know me and my friend was talking. Sleep, it's still, you know it's still a fight, but God is good, right? So it's so I just want to just say to y'all that I just want to encourage you to not you don't have nothing this week to not be grateful for. Okay, it is a you are blessed that you are here, and you are blessed that you get to. You get to look forward to the future. Well, right now she's trying to wrap up her future at 34 years old. She a baby. So, you know, that's what I wanted to I wanted to tell that story. I wanted to read that on the Daily Mail. Prayers for her and her family. Uh, she uh, she lives in Maryland, yep. So this is five children, okay? So, yeah, just be in prayer for her and her family. All right, you guys. So uh, that, and that's your It's a Word this week. Okay, learning to be grateful and thankful for what you've been through and what you're going through because you know it could give you, it could be it could be worse. Okay, all right, all right. So next, okay, what do we got to talk about here? Let's see. Here we go. Okay. Okay. So. Later on, we're going to get into the story. We're going to get into Diddy and Cassie and all of these characters, all this stuff that's been going on this week. Child, first of all, let me just tell you this, okay? I will say this. I had heard those rumors years ago. I heard I heard about one incident that was so terrible. I was like, my God. Okay. Mm. So, I'm, when I get when we talk, get back and we get to talking about Cassie and Diddy, I'm going to hit it from a different perspective because I think we live in a society today that loves to absolve people of personal responsibility, even when you're a, like. You're a victim of your own doing. And it's much different. People say, well, Carlotta, Cassie's a victim here. You know, she was abused. I get that, allegedly. Okay? I get that. However, it's much different when we talk about victims, somebody walking down the street at night and somebody jumping out or somebody kidnapping somebody and holding them hostage and they can't get out. Even spouses who do that where people can't get out, they can't move. But Cassie was moving around and everything. So I want to talk about, 
personal responsibility and how today, how important it is to take personal responsibility for your mess, for your shit, okay? And what I saw this week, the display of what I saw this week, everybody's talking about Diddy, but I'm not talking about Diddy. I'm talking about Cassie, okay? And the, the society we live in where sometimes women think because they've had a bad relationship and they participated in the bad shit <laughs> that they can, oh, now I can circle back around and make it something else. We don't talk about it. We don't, we don't, we don't talk about it because y'all ain't going to like what I got to say, okay? So we'll talk about that when I get back. We'll talk about feds, uh, fed, afraid of um, Americans will get too used to high inflation, high inflation. And check this out. College grads like more than likely to be unemployed, okay, recent college grads. Then right after this article, the particular article about college grads, they had another article, employers fed up with college grads. I thought, how strange, because now we've got an influx of what? Illegal immigration. Now, you spent all this money for school and college, and they fed up with you. And they want to now, and then there's an article right behind that talking about they want to, how they want to handle manual laborers. So we're going to talk about all of that. Oh, my God, we got so much to talk about and a whole lot more when I get back. Meanwhile, let's go into some music and then we'll come back and get into it. Y'all know, okay, I, you know, I be trying to be, y'all know I be trying to be smooth and it never works out. But let's start off with uh, Maxwell off. <laughs> Just, wait a minute. Oh, my God, I saw some really nice pics of him this week. I mean, was it a couple weeks ago? No, it was, no, I actually saw him this week because I was, I was strolling down to get, shout out to get Christy, this one of the uh, Maxwell girls. And she had she had pictures of Maxwell for the Halloween Maxwell. You know, y'all know I love me some Maxwell, right? So he had, she had she had pictures with the for Halloween, and then Maxwell was with what's the Anoki Yoi? What's the girl's name? I don't know what's her name. The girl, the little model girl, or something. He was with her at the thing or what or whatever, and she was just as clean as a dam. Very interesting outfits. Very interesting costumes. They were, they were very interesting costumes. So it was pretty neat. I was like, oh, that's cute. Okay, so let's listen to uh, the R&B vampire, <laughs> Maxwell Off. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment.
Shooting all 
that life's too precious just to be wasting time. Uh, disappointment is something that's so familiar. You get them hopes up high to watch them fall again. So you stop trying to find the one in a million. Yeah. And the language of your love can't nobody comprehend. Uh. Well, listen to this. I got news for you. Show, I am back. 
Y'all, let's talk about it. Okay, so the feds is worried about y'all getting used to high inflation out in these streets. I know y'all better not be getting used to high inflation. But the way y'all voting, y'all acting like y'all don't care. So especially on the East Coast, y'all ain't like y'all don't care about these Democrats and not doing nothing, them not doing nothing about these inflation. But I digress. Let's talk about it. It says this is from CNN Business. It says Americans are losing losing faith that inflation will return to normal. The Fed is terrified. Okay, um, let's see here. And that's gas. It's everything high right now, okay, y'all? It's crazy, okay? But it says the Fed keeps a close eye on several risks that could make its job of payment inflation even more difficult, such as a red-hot consumer demand keeping one, keeping some upward pressure on prices and the possible effects of geopolitical tensions in the Middle East on all prices. But the U.S. Central Bank also pays close attention to whether Americans still have faith inflation will eventually return to normal. That faith seems to be eroding. The University of Michigan's latest consumer survey released Friday showed that Americans' long-run inflation expectations rose to 3.2% this month, the highest level since 2011. And those perceptions could continue to get worse with the longer it takes the Fed to get inflation back to its 2% target. Fed officials don't expect inflation to reach 2% until 2026, according to their latest economic projections released in September. If there's one thing that would make it make the Fed quake in its boots, it would be the worsening, worsening uh, inflation expectations. If we find that consumers or businesses are really starting to feel that long-term level of inflation is creeping up, if that there, if that there's expectation, we've got to act and we've got to get that under control. Uh, Atlanta Fed President Raphael Bistic told uh, Bloomberg earlier this month, if Americans lose faith that inflation can even re- ever return to normal, that would prompt the Fed to tighten uh, monetary policy even more, either by raising interest rates or keeping them elevated for much longer than expected. Uh, the Fed's benchmark lending rate is currently at 22-year high, and investors already expect central banks to keep rates higher longer. Uh, I worked for the Fed six years ago, and inflation expectations are drifting higher, and they're not under control. The Fed absolutely will act. Luke Tiley, chief economist at Wilmington Trust Investment Advisors, told CNN, that is the one thing that gives them trouble sleeping at night. They don't lose sleep over recession because they come and go, but they do lose sleep over long-term inflation expectations drifting higher, he said. Um, Let me just say this, and I think that, the Fed has been getting a little bit of pass, and politics have been getting a little bit of pass because there are so many things, you know, that keep Americans afloat during this high um, inflation economy. Americans have so much more choices credit-wise and things like that, and it's not made us very – we're uncomfortable with the high prices, but not uncomfortable enough to where we're ready to throw them out on their heads. You know what I'm saying? So I think uh, that is that is a little scary to me because um, I do feel that if the bottom ever falls out this thing with inflation and lending gets tightened and tightened tightened um, tightened more and all these things it could end up being a disaster for the Americans, for not only the American, but the American economy, okay? So I thought this was a very interesting article out on CNN. Uh, Americans uh, are losing faith that inflation will return to 
normal. Very interesting. And, you know, that's interesting because it says just Americans, like, they're losing faith. Part of what I believe, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist in my head. Part of what I, one of the things I think that happens is that Americans have been lulled to sleep by the powers that be because there are so many things around you that make you not feel inflation as harshly as you would have felt it in the 80s or as harshly as you would have felt it in the 70s. Or we, you know, and um, I think that's making Americans say things like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, we're we're cool. Yeah, we're going to accept, you know, we're accepting this is just high prices is how it is because you have more things available to you to to cope with those high prices, not understanding it, it's still putting you in a pickle. That's the scary part because when the bottom drops out, what is going to happen? That's when you're going to see Americans lose their mind. In a sense, we're being comforted in the storm. That's what I say, okay? Um so that you won't go out, go off, okay? Um, let's see here what we're going to talk about. What's next? Mm-mm. Okay, college grads are likely to be unemployed. Recent college grads, they're saying, okay? Very interesting article here. Let me pull, let me pull this up, y'all. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So you got it. Okay, it says uh, new college grads are more likely to be unemployed. And this article is from the Washington Post uh, via MSN. It says Lucas Chung graduated in May with a hefty resume, a near-perfect college GPA, several internships, and a stint running cross-country for Team USA. Since then, he's applied to hundreds of jobs, but he has ended up with a little more than a pile of rejection letters. I had high hopes, but it's not really working out for me, said Chong, 22, who double majored in political science and communication at St. Mary's College at California. I'm feeling a little desperate. Despite, despite a surprisingly robust job market, recent college graduates have been having a harder time finding work than the rest of the population since the pandemic. And remember, when they say robust, it depends on the type of jobs that are out here, okay? Uh, it says, this marks a sharp reversal from long-held norms when a newly minted college degree all but guaranteed a better shot at employment. Since 1990, the unemployment rate for recent grads, grads almost always has been lower than that for the general population. But that changed after COVID. New grads have cons- Consistently fared worse than other job seekers since January 2021, and that gap is only widened in recent months. The latest unemployment rate for recent grads at 4.4% is higher than the overall joblessness rate and nearly double the rate for all workers with a college degree, according to an analysis by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Part of the problem is that the industries with the biggest worker shortage, including restaurants, hotels, daycares, and nursing homes, aren't necessarily where recent graduates want to work. Meanwhile, the industries where they do want to work, tech, consulting, and finance, media, are announcing layoffs and rethinking hiring plans, okay? Very interesting, okay? So then I saw this article that I thought could go with it easily behind it. Let me see if I can pull that one up. Uh, Okay, I'll see that. Now, keep in mind what we just talked about, new college grads 
not likely to get jobs. And then listen to this. Uh, did I have it right? Oh, yeah. Hold on, I got. I'm put it right in here. Uh, okay. I'm trying to think here. Y'all, I'm trying to find an article. I hate when I get quiet on y'all like that. I'm trying to find where this is. I wanted y'all to see it because it's very important to this article. Uh, We'll find it just a second here. Uh, I think we got it now. Here we go. Okay. Okay, employees are fed up. This is according to MSN.com. It says via Fox News, college waste opt for skilled blue-collar workers instead, okay? Employers don't value college degrees as much as originally thought. Recent survey data shows that that shows and did this. And the disdain is behind a restored appreciation for blue-collar job seekers that bring skill and experience over education. The study known as Freedom Economy Index, a joint project of Job Secure Recruiting Service, Red Balloon, and Public Square surveyed opinions from 70,000 businesses between October 25th and 30th with 90,000 respondents, a 3% margin of error for 95% confidence. Okay. Uh, when asked uh, about the return of on investment of higher education, a whopping 67% participating employees responded strongly no when asked if they believe institutions of higher education were graduating students with relevant skills that today's business community needs. An additional 244% responded with somewhat no, while the remaining 8.7% responded either somewhat yes, strongly yes, or other. That doesn't surprise me at all, former construction worker and blue-collar cash Arthur Ken Rusk uh, said Sunday on Fox and Friends Weekend. Colleges used to be a place where you would go get a degree and that you could enhance an, eff- an effective human being and already affect effective human being. Now we're seeing colleges attach these degrees to people that literally can't come out and do some of the skills we need. Some who participated in the survey echoed that sentiment. The talent shortage would just get worse because high schools and colleges produce no talent, one employer said. Now, to me, I think this is cap, as the young people say. I think this is social engineering to make us believe that um, you you can't train workers out here to have skilled worker sets. I mean, you can't change college graduates. To me, even college in some senses may have been – somewhat of a thing put on by the powers that be because now suddenly it's turning over again where, oh, college is not that important. After people have spent hundreds of thousands and they got hundreds of thousands of student loans coming in, child, mine, child, it's a myth, all kind of stuff coming in at them, okay? And now you're telling people that college graduates have employed, listen to the employers, now they're saying we'd rather have the blue-collar worker. And remember, because you have a lot, you have huge skill sets coming in from the illegal immigration pool. Okay, 
where a lot of these corporations and stuff can pay these people cheaper. Yes, I'm a conspiracy theorist, and I think the I think the big people who are behind a lot of the conspiracy things things in our society is corporations, okay? Because they can benefit the most from some of this. But next to them are the politicians, and that's because we, as the public, don't hold them accountable. They're only accountable to corporate. And corporate doesn't want record profits, and they're, they're tired of spending huge, huge, huge amounts of money on American workers' salaries and benefits when they can exploit illegal immigrants and exploit poor people coming in. And a lot of them coming from their countries with skilled work. Not that they don't skilled, skilled things, but not that they don't have to train them also. Okay? It's a very interesting thing that we hear. But I, you, I've seen a lot of these type of articles the last several months with discounting the idea of college degrees. Very interesting when Americans have spent big money for them, okay? Very interesting. I thought that was crazy, okay? Um, let's see what else y'all we got to talk about. Uh, okay. Uh, now, I thought it was very interesting this week Andre 2000, what was it, 3000? Andre 3000 came out. I know I had listened to some of his flu album. It, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> but uh, what was more interesting to me about him was his interview, okay, um, this week. Let's see, what did he say? I'll try to pull up him talking about, uh, about his interview and what he said about why he hasn't made a rap album, okay. Um, let's see. Okay, do we have the right article? Okay, yeah. Let's see, we're going to get it. Okay. It says Andre 2000 debut album. This is from Rolling Stones, okay.com. It says is not what you'd expect, okay? Uh the fully instrumental flute-based album will arrive Friday, November 17th, okay? I've already listened to some of the songs. Interesting. He's talented to say the least, okay? But uh let's talk about what he said. I want to see if I can pull up what he said uh about his age and everything. Okay, let's listen to him talk a little bit about this. From from New York, and it was really supposed to be a in my career. Like, it's just kind of those other things that came, you know. Um, I would say it's probably just felt more real and authentic to me. Like, because I, I don't stop trying things. Like, I always try, you know, recordings, and I try vocal things. Uh, I even try to jot down ideas and lyrics here and there, but none of that just, none of that excited me. You know, it always, it, it kind of felt like, like I'm trying to do a thing. You know what I mean? And I don't like when I'm trying to do a thing. It just felt inauthentic. And this felt like the realest I could 
time. People who like pay close attention know that you're you're creating all the time. This is the first and a rap mode, but when people ask me, hey, can you play? I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. A reminder to your yeah. What is the brand called? From now on, they will have no choice but to call us. So if I were to make a rap album, the best thing I could probably do is just be around rappers. You know what but I mean? But that's like, not part of your life right now, really. Yeah, it's not even like, I don't even like going to the studio and just hanging out with niggas smoking all day. You know, I just I just don't. Wow, that's interesting. So, okay, he also goes on to say, he says a lot of stuff. He says, uh, what he says, uh, let, me, let me pull up this article here. You can read it because I can't get the part I really want to try to hear. But he says, uh, it says, it's been 17 years since the last Outkast album, and expectations around his musical output have only grown in that time. Uh, uh, meanwhile, he has been roaming around various cities, puttering around with his flute. The meandering has brought Andre 2000 to New Blue Sun, his debut solo album set for release on Friday, November the 7th. Part of finally coming around to releasing a new body of work was a condition that I would do it on. He would do it on his own terms, okay? Um, Many listeners may have expected Andre 2000 to return with instead its collective instrumental offerings offerings on which he plays a myriad of different flutes. Uh, He said, I have some, but it's not like rap things, but that I feel really happy about sharing. And really, that's the most important part. I have to feel happy about sharing, the musician told NPR Music in a recent interview. That's why New Blue Sun was something that I realized, whoa, I really want people to hear. I really want to share it. That's my only God, Gage. I have to like it as a person, as an artist myself, because I don't like it, and I can't expect anybody else to. Okay, that's just not what I want to hear him. Uh, let me see. He talks about, and I don't, I don't see, I don't know where this is at here. And I'm gonna, cause I'm gonna speak on this for a, a reason that something that he said I thought was interesting. And here I'm trying to find this particular quote. And I'm gonna tell you what I really think about him. Okay, this is from Yahoo. It says Andre 2000 stopped rapping because he doesn't have anything to talk about. Not as if that Outcast wasn't fantastical and rapped about fantastical things. And him, he wrote, he sang about, he did a whole song called Hey Ya. Hey, hey. I mean, he was writing about fantastical shit anyway, <laughs> right? But anyway, he says, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, but Andre 3000 still doesn't feel like rapping after announcing an album of instrumental flute music, which is notably not the rap album might not uh, people might not might have expected from him. The musician opened up about his decision to switch up his style in a new interview with GQ. He explained that getting older has not been conducive to great rhymes, at least for him. Sometimes it feels inauthentic for me to rap because I don't have anything to talk about in that way, he said. I am 48 years old, and not to say that age is a thing that dictates what you rap about, but in a way it does. And things that happen in my life, like, what are you talking, what are you talking about? I, I get to go to a colonoscopy. What are you rapping about? My eyesight is going bad. You can find cool ways to say it, but then he apologized a trillion times. Actually, he did not apologize at all, and it just proves his it is what it is attitude. He's a Gemini, okay? He's all over the place. I think he's a Gemini. May 30th, I think. Okay, yeah. Uh, let me, and there's another Gemini who has been bringing out his album and just, you know, just being stubborn with it. But I don't want to go into that. Listen, let's, Andre, and I thought, Lauren, are we having Lauren Hill syndrome? 
You know, I talked about Lauren Hill last week. The real thing about Lauren Hill, I think the reason she hasn't ever brought out an album is because she's afraid. You know? These highly intelligent, artistic Geminis, sometimes they get so scared. It's going to be good as the last one. I'm not as feeling creative. All I have to talk about is colonoscopies. Yet the flute album, while it's nice and I like it, it's still, I can tell, it's not your big thing. And I remember he said, he just talked about getting in the rap studio with a bunch of rappers. and rap. There's intelligent rappers out here. Why can't you find the intelligent rappers to get in and be creative with? Here's my thing. I think sometimes people don't know how to admit that you've come to a block creative, creatively, and he has. And sometimes these people, especially gems, the beautiful Geminis, but artists, period, sometimes get to a point where they don't, a lot of these artists will be too deep. Like they, they're like, I, you know, I can't think of anything. Well, why do you have to think of it? Maybe you need to be around another producer or another artist that can bring something out of you that you've never had brought out of you before. Maybe you need to get out of your freaking fucking comfort zone, okay? And being weird is one of Andre 3000's one, <laughs> right? Maybe you should go around big boy for a little bit and maybe say, man, what y'all coming up with? And just try to, like, pipe down. Like, and just be cool for a moment. You ain't got to be in there with no crazy stuff, but be in there, get in the moment. Try to, people, everybody, it's so many people that have fresh ideas and that can have fresh ideas for you, Andre, ideas that you may not see in yourself. And it has nothing to do with your age. So what, you're getting colonoscopy. I mean, you were thinking about weird shit a long time. Was you, was you really, like, the video prototype? Was you really uh, looking for, you know, a spaceship girl, I don't know. Hey, I was sort of weird. It's kind of a throwback album, okay? I, I I just think sometimes these people are thinking too deep. It has nothing to do with your age. I think you're scared. And rightfully so, and I understand so. But that's when you sometimes, a lot of these artists, especially a lot of these artists who consider themselves really deep creatives, they don't like to admit that maybe you had a block and maybe somebody else can help you with what you need to do. Like sometimes people are in creative. I'm going to tell you this, okay? I'm just going to say this, okay? I ain't going to say no names. <laughs> but I see this particular artist, and they've been struggling with with singles and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know why you're struggling? Because you're too deep. Like you're too deep. You're too into self. You're too thinking that you're the only one that got a take on you. Like why not open yourself up? to other producers and things that can come in and maybe spark something new and you can spark your creativity to see something. Because you ain't got all the answers for you. That's, when you into yourself like that, I always question that, artists like that. Because I always think sometimes to myself, sometimes they think they're so good and they're so deep. Even Prince thought that at some time. Sometimes Prince would be actually putting out some bullshit. I ain't going to lie. That's my personal opinion. And, you say, <laughs> and that's because he was, he was into himself. Sometimes, but sometimes when a creative allows other artists to, you be in a room with other artists and other people, not the ones that you done picked out and everything like that, but you say you go with somebody outside of your comfort zone 
and maybe they can see something in you that you haven't seen in yourself. Just my personal opinion, like Lauren Hill, I think she's just scared to work with other people because she she got because last time that's what helped her. What helped you allegedly? They say is you was working with other people. That's what created the miseducation of Lauren Hill. I mean, allegedly out in the street. Okay, so sometimes you got to Andre three thousand. It's not that you 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 ain't got nothing to rap about. It's that you need to be around another creative who has a different perspective on you. Maybe another quit thinking you so deep and too good to work with certain people. And open even you're opening up your heart to an outcast album before you turn seventy five. I mean, really? What you stop living at forty eight? Is that what all people do? Is get colonoscopies and shit at forty eight? Yes, you get. Listen, young people, listen. Getting older is a part of life. Okay. Look, we, you got I just told a story about a 34-year-old woman, a 34-year-old woman with five children who is facing death. She's youth. She's young. And here at Andre 2000, I'm like, I ain't got nothing to rap about. I'm 48. We're going to talk about colonoscopies. <laughs> And I'm like, is that what all you doing? <laughs> and artists are just about singing things about that you've been through. Artists sing about all kinds of things, all kinds of situations they've heard. That's a part of the creative vibe, right? The creative vibe isn't just about your experience. The creative vibe is about the experience of the world around you and you tapping into that world. Now, he did say that in the interview. I did hear him say he feels, now, I, when he goes a little bit into the interview, he talks about feeling the need to be a part of a collective. I said, I wish you would have answered it like that at first. Some of the need to tap into that thing. And sometimes what it is is you can't tap into it, but somebody else may guide you to tap into it, Right? Like somebody else may guide your energy to tap into it. Maybe you need to get outside your comfort zone. Work with other artists, get in the studio, just have fun and say, all right, y'all, let's see what we come up with, you know, if I can do this rap thing again. Go in the uh, uh, other thing with, uh, with, what's the boy, big boy? I mean, you know, set some set some boundaries. If it's, you're worried about Negro smoking all day and all that stuff, set boundaries. But y'all have a good creative time. Or find some other creatives that can help you get back to your true gift. Flute is good. That's nice. I appreciate you. It's a good thing. But rapping. And listen, you never hear, I always say this to black artists in America, because it's, it's a lot of social engineering that happens with black artists in America about ageism. I hate ageism because the world doesn't, I always say this. And I, was, and I learned this when I was young. Because I had a wonderful, when I was wonderful, one of my most wonderful experiences was Oral Roberts University. And I talked a little bit about it last week, because I was talking about Bishop Carlton Pearson. But at Oral Roberts University, I remember I had a professor named Professor Stanton. She was an older lady, and she was teaching the cycles of life in class because, you know, uh, for Christian education, for people who want to be Christian educators or ministers and stuff like that. And uh, one of the things we used to do, we'd go to a nursing home. We'd 
visit nursing. We meet, we visit people who were living in homes on this like the university village and all this stuff of different age ages and all this stuff. And one of the wonderful things I had learned because here's let me tell you one of the great things I one of the great gifts that God has blessed me with. God blessed me with so many gifts and He continues to bless me. But one of the great gifts God blessed me with is knowing my great-great-grandfather, like longevity lasts, is big in our family. Like my great-great-grandfather was like 110, maybe 100. He was really older when he passed away. I used to spend time going down on his farm in Arkansas. I knew all the old folks. So I respected someone, even though I made tease or say little things, but I respected age, and I respected them, the elderly. Not you can't respect all old people because some of them is ignorant. But I'm talking about the white wisdom of people of old people who older people who were tapped in. And what I realized about from Doc Professor Stanton, even at going at ORU and taking this wonderful class and getting to know uh, the cycle of life and knowing my own great grandparents and knowing my own uh, families that was older. And now I have my own grandparents. I watch them go from young to old, right? And uh, they're watching me get older and, you know, they're grandbaby, right? And so one thing I've learned to respect is the process of life and the process of aging and the idea that you, that, like, we, the a lot of times, this the world, what the world teaches you a lot of times is opposite of the spirit realm. The spirit realm, the the old, the, the world always tries to put up youth. And the reason why the world likes to do that and likes to run with youth is because they can exploit youth a lot of times, not all the time. Now youth is strong. Don't get me wrong. Youth is strong. Youth runs and stuff like that. And, and, and does things, that, you know, at their time. But a lot of times they like to X out the older generation, I'm not talking about ignorant old people, I'm talking about old people with wisdom or older people with wisdom and stuff because they don't want that wisdom interfering, okay? It wants to suck. The, the world is like, uh, the natural world is like kind of like uh, a vampire-ish, right? It can suck the life out of it. It sucks the youth out of people. Like, but with... with um, but the spiritual realm is there to replenish people, and it doesn't have an age, right? I hope y'all get what I'm saying, right? So uh, one thing I learned is that the the earth is not about it's not just about the youth. If you meet someone and they discount the elder, the older group people and they only think they're the future, well, then they have a very warped view of the world because what we we see is that the world is shared. I've always said this, that youth leads the future, but you are not, the, and, and you lead it once you get old. Like now, baby boomers, I've said this now, are just now leaving the, or starting to leave the workforce. Some of them still in the workforce in high positions. Xers are just now the small group stepping up to their floor in their 50s and late 40s. The world is shared. 
You may lead it. But if you are a person that only thinks of you, that the future is about you, and I hate when I hear church say, people say that in church and ministers, I'm like, the future isn't that. The future is about everyone. And if you have leadership that understands that, well, that's a great leader. Okay? So, uh, what I didn't like Andre 3000 saying that because I'm like, you're young. You're 48 years old. And all you got to talk about is colonoscopy. Like, I love the way, let me just say this, okay? I'm not a big Jay-Z person fan, but I love the way that Jay-Z has been smart enough about rap. Even with, with the album that people didn't like, the Kingdom album and stuff, he was he was smart enough to show his maturity. That's sad shit, you know, because sad is a, kind of spiritual, right? And um, just showing his maturity of growth. Even with the what's that uh, uh, the uh, that last album he did, just showing a sense of maturity, it still makes him cool. Even though he's rock, he's rapping about grown up shit. <laughs> he's no longer rapping about the rock boys and all that stuff, but you still feel a sense of him being tapped in, right? And so I just feel that same way for Andre 3000. I think sometimes what happens, especially with Gemini's, they just don't allow. You know, Prince was a Gemini, but sometimes they can be caught up into themselves. And, you know, I understand because we Scorpios can do the same thing, but gems can, uh, and sometimes, especially artist gems, they can't, sometimes they don't see outside themselves. You, you guys get so stubborn that you miss the best moments of letting other people work with you, opening up to other people. Like, you know, I'm like, man, I've seen great artists. I'm like, why don't they work with such and such? That maybe that can help them or something. And you know what? Sometimes what's happened is artists have got stuck because they bought into their own Kool-Aid that they're these deep, deeper artists. And in some ways, I get it. You are deep. I don't. Andre 3000. I don't want to see him work with anybody. Okay, but I do. I would like to see him reach out to where he needs to to so he won't feel so trapped in. You know, sometimes you just don't have it, and somebody else may have it to give. That's that's all I'm saying. I, I, so age to me, when you talk about age and when you make it seem like you you you, I feel like so many black rappers and stuff start to discount themselves and try to move out the way. I don't even like when age where I listen to uh, certain people leaders talk about that. Like you need the old rappers need to get out the way. I'm like, why should they? They're here to lead the future. But. Uh, and I hope what I mean, well, let me try to f- f- wrap it into what I mean, that um, don't, you. I never hear white artists talk about they're too old. I mean, I just, they just don't. I, I mean, the biggest rap artists, the biggest, some of the biggest acts in rock and roll and in the music business are older white artists over the age of 60. You can see Forbes count for stuff like that. They make huge money. Sting, YouTube, they still make a lot of money. Phil Collins makes a lot of money. I heard the other week about the Eagles going back on tour. I'm like, that's going to make a lot of money. <laughs> okay? I mean, those, I mean, and those dudes are damn near probably pitching an 80s. Okay, so I don't think creativity has an age, okay? I do believe, does it evolve and change? Yes, it's supposed to, right? Does it evolve itself 
to back to going back to the spirit realm from where it came, which it came. Of course it does, but I don't believe that. Um, if you want to play the flute, play the flute, but don't use don't use the excuse that you can't find anything to rap about in your forties. I mean, I thought she was rapping about fantastical shit years ago. I mean, I was like, do you really actually do all that? Like, do you have to experience it to sing about it? I don't think so. You're very limited if you do. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you know, if you but if you can understand emotions and feelings, if you can understand the feeling of love and heartbreak, then it's easy to sing about a heartbreak that isn't yours because you can relate. Yeah, I, I don't know, you know? I don't know. Interesting, okay? Very interesting. So hopefully he comes back. I just personally think sometimes they're scared. That's what I think. He, I think he's scared. Like, what do I do? That, that album was so great. <laughs> you know, how how do I break out from that? How do I become, you know, I think that's a little bit of what's going on with Andre 3000. That's just my personal opinion, okay? All right, so what else here? Um Like Lauren, just scared. Lauren, just scared. Okay, that's all I say. That's my my personal opinion on her. That's why she running around here singing, and she crazy, kind of crazy in my opinion. Um, Megan Markle. Okay, there's another Megan Markle article. Do I want to say talk about Megan Markle first before I go into this? Okay, let me talk about Megan Markle before I get into Diddy and Cassie and all this stuff. But it says Megan Markle have. Uh, Megan Markle could have powerful talk show host career like Oprah Winfrey expert said. Now I don't know if this expert heard um, heard her podcast. I don't know how you can come up with this, but this is according to the New York Post. It says Megan Markle is well suited to launch her very own talk show that would give Oprah Winfrey a run for her money. Chat please. Chat please. Uh, according to a royal expert, royal expert and author Christopher Anderson said he'll be surprised if the Duchess Sussex doesn't venture out into a talk show world. She just did. She had a podcast. It didn't, it didn't do well. This is and claims she got potential to make a powerful and influential play at it. If Megan doesn't end up hosting a daytime syndicated talk show, I'll be surprised. Uh, Hint Anderson said, uh, according to Marie Claire, she certainly seems well suited to that role. In particular, I can't see that. But, you know, maybe. I think for the first few years, it might do good. Two, three years. Like, I always give. I've given, I give most talk shows five years. I've given, um, what's her name? Uh, she's lasted a little longer than I uh, expected. Uh, what's the girl's name? Uh, she used to be a newscaster. I forget her name. But. She's been on, I, I suspect she's going to have five to seven years. A lot of times what's going on, these people have much shorter spans uh, times, but TV, sometimes I hear allegedly that TV is desperate sometimes to keep those slots filled. So that's why sometimes, you know, these talk shows don't go off <laughs> quick. But it says uh, uh, she certainly seemed well-suited for that particular act and easy to see her pursuing her career path similar to Oprah's in the media show, uh, media show a magazine producing director of the works. Anderson said that the mom of two, 42, still has a sizable chunk of viewing public in her corner, which could make her the ideal 
idea talk show very feasible. But the problem is Megan isn't likable. A lot of people don't like Megan Markle. Oprah, I always say this, and I, this is not to diss her. But I remember us having me and some of my friends and people having this discussion, family members, and we and we came to Oprah was kind of like a glorified ancient mama, and this is not this isn't a diss her, but like that friend that that was friend to the white ladies and the and and telling you, oh, you can find yourself, you can find blah 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 blah, like ancient you know like ancient mama allegedly people say that you know the old black women with the scarves and stuff used to give advice to Miss Sarah Miss Sarah now Miss Sarah now if you just believe in love Miss Sarah. I'm going to give you the right man. You know what I'm saying, how they used to make black people look on these shows, like Gone with the Wind and all this stuff like that. But the black, the energy of the black mom always uh, 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 loving everybody and, <laughs> you know, uh, being accepted. That's what Oprah, Oprah was that plus a thousand more. And listen, shout out to Oprah because Oprah made billions of dollars on that, okay? Billions. Oprah was just a glorified form of it. Oprah, instead of going, yes, Miss Kathy, now you you know you look good today, Miss Kathy. Oh, Miss Kathy, Mister Mr. John going to be so good to see. Like, you know, they used to make us in those movies, but this is Oprah. Oh, my God, you can be your best self. Oh, my God, look at you today. When, uh, when I was young, I desired to be, I wanted to be Mary Tyler Moore. One time I wanted to be white. You know all the stuff, crazy stuff Oprah used to say, right? And it would get to white people. Oprah really was like, because it reminded them of the ancient mama brand, that ancient mama friend. But instead she was dressed in a modern uh, 80s, 90s, 2000 outfit. And she knew you, and she came into your home, and she told you how to love and raise your children and everything like that. I mean, it was really classic ancient mama. And there's nothing wrong with that. I like Angel Mama. Okay? Megan Markle does not have that. No. Now, here's what I often tell people. Nobody, you, you, you make a bad choice if you decide to come into the talk show business and you say, I'm going to be the next Oprah. Because... Oprah has done that shit so well, nobody can mess with it again, okay? So if I was advising Meghan Markle on a talk show, it would have to be not your average talk show. I wouldn't advise her to have a studio audience. I'd advise her to do a Larry King-like talk show, talking to different people, because Megan doesn't come off as personable as Oprah. Like, Oprah hugs people. She's crying with people. Oh, my God. Yes. I feel your pain. When I ate two cupcakes the other day, I was like, the weight's coming back. You know, Oprah was talking all that ish. How weight is affected. You know how Oprah talk? Okay, she make everybody think she's her friend. Megan don't got that, Okay. 
It's just like when Tyra Banks, they used to when Tyra Banks, I knew Tyra Banks was never going to do well on talk show. Why? Because she was trying to be Oprah energy when she was a glamorous talk show, I mean, glamorous model. So we never bought the BS that you're, you're a regular girl. Even though you are a regular girl, but I always felt that if I had gotten a chance to produce the Tyra Banks show, I would have told her, you need to be your fabulous self. The girl who's running uh, uh, America's Top Model needs to show up on here. You need to be more believable. Now, only thing about talk shows back in those days, too, those one things that I feel like hurt a lot of women, especially remember Ananda Lewis, so cute little Ananda Lewis. Ananda is still cute. Ananda's still out here. Ananda's beautiful. But um, Ananda, Ananda Lewis, I mean, oh, wait, okay, my timer's going off. Okay, so I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll come back. I'm going to finish. We're going to be left off on Ananda Lewis and about why she uh, the talk show didn't work for her. We're gonna talk about that. Let me let me let me uh, get get the, this in, and I will be back in a second, y'all. Okay, we're gonna listen to Janet Jackson spending time. I'll be right back. Janet was spending time with you. Oh, that song is so freaking sexy. I think that's one of my favorite Janet songs. 
I love that song. You know, I like songs where, you know, they just like, they airy. Like you can see yourself like somewhere, like where the water, there's ocean breezes around. It's like all, all kinds of things. And she just, 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 it's just a sexy moment. That's what this song reminds me of. I always feel, oh, like feel like an ocean breeze when I hear it. Even if I'm in the middle of the winter time. <laughs> gotta say I love you that that like talks more than it's uh with its sound than with its lyrics and stuff. It's so sexy. I love it. Okay. It's the CC show. I am back in these streets. Okay, so I was talking about talk show hosts. And we were talking about Megan Markle. They were talking about the possibility of Megan Markle being the next Oprah champ. And first I'll say she's on president. I got talking about her being Oprah. And I was saying how been like talk show talk shows, Tyra Banks, one of the reasons she never really could get it off the ground is because Tyra was so big and glamorous. But she was trying to pretend to be normal instead of the supermodel she was, right? Then we have and authenticity is very important in the talk show whole game talk show game back in those days. Then we had somebody who I loved which was Ananda, Ananda Lewis, okay? Ananda was really great. But you know what I thought when I first saw her talk show? I remember in the name, she's too cute for daytime. Because in daytime at those times, um, Ananda was coming from the MTV vibe, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it just it was just wrong timing for her talk show, I felt. Because she was another person where it needed to be unconventional because she's kind of an under, unconventional chick, right? So I felt that Ananda's uh, 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 talk show needed to be – I knew it wasn't going to make it because she's beautiful and she was great at what she did and everything. But now I could totally see her having one. Uh, I don't know. You know, maybe – I don't know how, you know – it couldn't be in the Bible, Oprah. Oprah. What I would do with Amanda again is not have a TV writing. It's like sort of like Larry King sort of thing. That's the same thing I would do with Meghan Markle. Uh, Amanda, where somebody like Amanda has a personality for talk show hosts, I don't think Meghan Markle does. So what I would do is make Meghan Markle a little bit of the unaccessible character that she is, and do something like for her something like a Larry King. Just my personal opinion, and having her interview celebrity guests and stuff like that, because I told you that I said the way to royalty in America is through celebrity, and I I feel like that her and Harry did not understand that they were Harry, especially the still in royal mode, when he should have been working in Hollywood streets. But I digress. I wish him the best. Okay. Chad, are y'all ready to talk about what everybody been hearing for years? When the glamorous life goes wrong. Now, I know we got a lot of you hypergamous ladies out there, and hypergamous, most of about hypergamy, most women. Hypergamy is about making sure, not just that you get somebody who got it going on mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, but it's making sure that they a whole person. You don't just 
getting people for their money. I like money, too, but you got to listen. And I understand Cassie because I'm a Virgo, Virgo moon, and I got Virgo in the second house. She's talking about my cool. <laughs> and security, right? Oh, Cassie has that Taurus moon. Mm, mm, mm. This week, Cassie came for Diddy, okay? Now, we know her husband been coming for Diddy for the last several months, okay? But this time, boy, this week, and I'm, you know, with that, I know Will Smith and them is like, thank you, Dwayne Moore. <laughs> thank you, Diddy, but... um. Man, and Diddy was looking stressed out when they showed him on TV, TV, TMZ today. But let me just say this. A lot of people have been knowing this in the industry that Diddy allegedly was doing these things and stuff. But, you know, apparently people was trying to get invited to these parties and was overlooking it, okay? Um, okay. Yesterday, him and Cassie settled a big, huge thing. Cassie, which used to be his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend for 11 years. Okay, so her and Diddy decided to settle the lawsuit. A lot of people are speculating what that amount is. Uh, You know, celebrities often doesn't really say much about innocence or guilt. I know people love to think that with celebrities. You would be wrong. Celebrities sometimes settle cases because, like it's like what I told said to Cardi B, what about Cardi B? The biggest loser between Cardi B and Tasha K has been Cardi B because Cardi B is using all that, that lawyer money. The lawyers are very happy with it, but you're trying to collect from somebody who probably ain't got it. And, and meanwhile, you'd be holding up your life. A lot of people don't want to stay in legislation for years, discovery, and doing all that stuff. The lead attorney that comes on uh, YouTube, he had a great breakdown of this whole Cassie versus Giddy thing. They read through all the the charges and everything. It was very interesting. And I love what somebody said on the lead attorney that called in because I thought she was getting ready to shop a book. But they said, this is her book. This was her way around the NDA agreement, because legally when you file a suit, you can get away around that. And writing her all she, because she told everything, okay, from the rooter to the tutor, okay? Cassie told all that shit. Now, I've heard rumors before, and I will save what I've heard to the end. But let me just say this, okay? Some of you girls be knowing what it is. And you stay in these strange relationships. I can And I just got to say, where does, person, where does personal responsibility come into? And we'll talk about that in a moment, but Let's go with it, okay? Son Diddy Combs accused of sex trafficking, rape of singer Cassie. 
Now, uh, new uh, R&B vocalist Cassandra Ventura, uh, Sean, uh, who Sean Diddy Combs in the federal court on Thursday, accusing the rapper and hip hop mogul she once dated and whose music label she was signed to. It was a ten fucking album deal. Talking about some bum shit. Diddy couldn't got no coochie for me. Give me a ten album deal. That's some bum shit. <laughs> He's trying to play you, Cassie. Virgo shit, Virgo witness, Virgo. <laughs> Get that Taurus moon. And she thought she was coming up with that Taurus moon. Girl, Cassie, let me get on the chat. I can't wait to get on it. One of the central allegations against Combs by Ventura, who performs under the stage name Cassie, was that he forced her to engage in sex acts with a succession of male prostitutes he hired while he watched and filmed the encounters for his own pleasure. Now you know they they be having them other parties with the other celebrities. Did he make? She didn't mention him making her sleep with other celebrities. I, I wonder if that was going on too. But I digress. Listen, this is a lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court in Manhattan. I thought Cuba Combs regularly uh, beating Ventura over the course of a ten-year professional romantic relationship, in which he controlled her through intimidation and by plying her with drugs and alcohol. Okay, listen, y'all got to read. This did the thing because it's very interesting, okay? So it starts off, it says, Defendant Sean Combs is, is a rapper. This is her uh, document, contains highly graphic information of a sexual nature, including sexual assault. This is plaintiff of Cassandra Ventura, hereby alleging has she has, has in her, uh, for her complaint against Defendant Sean Combs, Bad Boy Entertainment, Bad Boy Records, Epic Records, Combs Enterprise, the LLC, uh, Doe Corporation. Oh, my gosh, she was suing everybody. This is the famous Sean Combs is a rapper and record executive properly known by a stage name Puff P. Diddy or Diddy. Mr. Combs uh, came to fame in the early 1990s, and then uh, they go on to uh, – she says, the truth, however, is that Cassie – Ms. Constantia Ventura was held down by Mr. Combs and endured over a decade of his violent behavior and disturbed demands. For Ms. Ventura, the dark times were those she spent trapped by Mr. Combs in a cycle of abuse, violence, and sex trafficking, among other violent and unlawful acts Mr. by Mr. Combs. Raped Ms. Ventura in her own home after she tried to leave him, often punched, beat, kicked, and stomped on Ms. Ventura, resulting in bruises, burst lips, black eyes and bleeding, threw up a man's car after he learned that he was romantically interested in Ms. Ventura, forced Mr. Ventura to engage in sex acts with a male sex worker while masturbating and filming the encounters, ran out of his apartment with firearms, shouted so much. You got, y'all read that whole thing? It do read good, okay? But let me just say this, okay? It was a lot of Cassie, I can't, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but, oh, he was so much older than me for you old men who like the young girls, okay? Listen, <laughs> but y'all, y'all get them to do that wild shit, they, they taking notes, they might, they might do a Cassie on you, <laughs> okay? So, especially in the entertainment world, oh my God, in the entertainment business, it's y'all can't believe some of the sh- the sleazy, nasty, dirty, crazy ass stories I've heard in the entertainment, especially in the music business. Okay, 
Diddy is a Scorpio. You're like, Carlotta, you're a Scorpio. Yes, I am. Scorpios, especially the males, some of them can be deviant. Sex is a big part of the Scorpio energy, okay? I'm not what I, and I want to put my own trigger warning here. I know this is going to make a lot of people upset what I've got to say, but I'm going to say my opinion. You don't like it, so I ain't got to. But this man, Diddy, who was probably about 20-some years older than Cassie, I remember when they were running around together, and I had heard stories of Cassie having covering up black eyes, allegedly, and I was hearing these stories years ago. Now, Cassie, who has been married the last several years, she got married and had two kids, decides to circle back, file a lawsuit against Diddy for shit that happened to her years ago, allegedly. We don't know. Everybody's innocent until proven guilty. Puffy has that right, even though y'all, a lot of y'all just don't like Puffy, and I respect that. And y'all just want to make him guilty. The truth is, she came back to get a check. Now, I don't want to hear nothing else about her ass talking about she was a victim. No, you got your whole transaction charged, okay? You got paid for your whole transaction. That's why I call them here. When, you get, when, we take, when we take money instead of, and I understand this, and I understand that it takes women years to come forward for a long time, sometimes with rape charges, and they be very real, okay? But I also have warned women on this show, and I can understand, sympathize, empathize, I mean, empathize with that. However, I've always warned, if you don't come forward right away, we can't, it's hard for people to, even though they're extending some of these uh, statutes of limitations, and I really would like them to investigate these because my personal opinion is that these powers that be in Hollywood and stuff like that are sometimes behind these extensions of these wild, uh, like she came through because of us adults, a victim act or something like that was about to expire, but she can she just has the right to accuse this man of a lot of things, salacious things, and he can't defend himself. Mm. I always feel like there's some other stuff going on there. This kind of stuff makes me believe in the Illuminati. But Cassie shows back up years later. She She's with Puffy for 10, 11 years, but she comes back and tells, tells all these, these tales about how Puffy was beating her ass, allegedly, plying her with drugs, making her screw other men, male prostitutes, namely. Meanwhile, though, Cassie was living the good fucking life. I can give him some cussing today, but this one got to make me cuss. She was out here at parties with Beyonce. Yeah, she was scared of Diddy. Out here with parties with Jay-Z. I don't know why she could have sent out no SOS. Beyonce, help. This nigga is kicking my ass. None of that. None of that. 
Cassie was enjoying her life and her 10-album contract and Diddy forcing motherfuckers to listen to that shit. Oh, no, 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 no. I can't see. Y'all like, Carlotta, I thought she was for Cassie. I was for Cassie until she came back around doing this shit, okay? Listen, she didn't come back around like y'all think, Cassie, speak out for the victims. What did she say for victims? So she hurried up and took that check and ran her ass away. And I don't consider her a victim. This is just my personal opinion. Do I believe that some of Diddy may have done some of that shit? Hell yeah, I believe Diddy may have done some of that shit. But I don't understand what the context of it was. Because some people, believe it or not, it's a lot of people who are into some dark shit, and people will be with them for that dark shit. Like, it's a lot of people. Y'all, y'all, remember, y'all remember Fifty Shades of Grey? Fifty Shades of Grey about this powerful man who got kissed this woman, and they signed to a contract, and she his sex slave and stuff like that. And they do, a lot of wild stuff happens when you're a sex slave. Okay? Now, I don't know if she agreed to all that shit, getting her black eyes blacked and videotaped. Now, she's telling us uh, some 15 years later, I know, he was, I didn't have nowhere to go. I couldn't reach out for help. But we know she could freely come and go as she, uh, most of the time, it seemed like, as she wished. I mean, you couldn't take me on the red carpet, and I'm scared, and you blacking my eye and kicking my ass making me see a lot of people. I be made an announcement on the red carpet, please help me. He's drugging me. You have this. I'm just saying. I know you have seen the picture. Y'all don't understand. She got Stockholm syndrome. That may be true. But for the most part, she been she was with that man for ten years. She left, came back a couple few times, and then she made it sound too in the thing. There are parts of this this step of this, of this uh, thing here, this lawsuit, where. She makes it sound, makes the people sound bad. She's like, you know, like nobody helps her. I'm like, you ain't girl, you wouldn't even helpful for you. Like you wouldn't even stay away from them. Who gonna help you? You was with this man for eleven years, living the good life. My personal thing is, what is your personal responsibility, Cassie? The whole deposition sound like I was a deposition, is what they call it. I don't know, but the whole situation sound like Titty made me. Because I was young, I had no choice. I came to his house. This, I'm paraphrasing, y'all. This is just me paraphrasing. Y'all have to read the whole thing. But I came to his house. And, oh, it was so intimidating, so big, he's so powerful. I just fell on the dick. That's how I perceived it. That's how I perceived it. That's how I read it. Oh, he was so powerful. He was my boss. I could not say no to him. I cannot say no. You want me to sleep with a bunch of regular Yes, I'll do so. I can't say no. I mean, even the man was buying her jewelry in the middle of these sex acts, allegedly. She was doing some wild shit, first of all. He was doing some Scorpio, dirty, nasty. I mean, this is a scorpion down on the ground, dark Scorpio shit. Like dark ditty, dark. That's what that $250,000 is for. Shit. Allegedly. He's doing some dark, allegedly wild shit. Now, I don't know what the agreement was with him and Cassie. 
All I know is Cassie's ass show back up. All these years later, which I believe her man probably put her up to it because cause Cassie has a, that Virgo son and that Taurus son. First of all, I think she loved the lifestyle, and I think that her personal responsibility, and I, and I wish she would have told the truth, is that you just didn't want to believe because you was afraid of him and his network. Because even if you got out there and just said, got, went to TV, uh, went to some bloggers and stuff and just put a story out there, most of the time he's going to leave you alone. You know, because you don't put the story out here on him, so he's like, oh, man, I got to stay away from her or whatever. Even if you thought the police wasn't going to do nothing. Even if you showed up on the red carpet just saying, he beat me or something. I mean, you know, because there's so many women out here today who don't have the options nor the money nor the things to leave abusive spouses or abusive people. They don't have the resources that Cassie had. And I'm not saying that wealthy women or women in wealthy situations can't be abused. But I am saying what is your personal responsibility in it when you stay with someone and you keep going back to someone for 10 to 11 years, then you show up after you've been married for several years and you come back up asking this Negro for a check and trying to, what it seems like to me, shake him down because you couldn't stand up for your yourself because you couldn't tell a motherfucker no because you was enjoying the good life. Where is your responsibility? Daddy, he gave me drugs every day. I'm still suffering. What is your responsibility in the mix? See, we teach these women today, we teach society today, specifically women, and it's specifically in Hollywood during this Me Too movement. I am noticing that we are, we, there's this trend trying to absolve women of bad behavior. No, and don't get me wrong. Nobody has the right to put their hands on you. Nobody has the right to rape you. Nobody has the right to do any of that. Ever, when we make these choices, because, hey, he got a bunch of money. So what he kicking my ass? You know, I'm going to have to stay in this shit. At this point, whose fault is that? And can she really admit to herself? Because Cassie was a grown-ass woman. 19, I knew some shit. At 19, I can say yes and no to more folks. At 16, I was saying no to rappers and R&B stars. Cassie, please. I know everybody's out here taking up for Cassie and telling me, you don't know. She, you don't have a right to tell her how to feel about her pain. Well, I'll tell you what I do will say. I think it's a whole transaction, and she's been paid for her services when you come. Now, see, it's a different thing. I understand that everything doesn't end up in a charge, but you can at least report your thing to the police, even if the police are ignoring you, even if you're going from county, different places, and trying to report to police, hey, he beat me up, he beat me up, it ends up on record somewhere, and it is a record of you saying, hey, this fool is crazy, and then you not getting any justice, then I can understand the settlement, but for me, I'm trying to have, if you raping me, I want your ass in jail so you don't do that to nobody else. If you kicking my ass, I want your ass in jail so you won't hurt no other somebody else's child. 
not if you big and brave to go get a check, you big and brave to you could have reported him to the authorities. But Cassie just talking about she was intimidated, she was scared. It's funny how this same chick that was intimidated was going with Kid Cuddy. Because, like, if you really scared of Diddy's ass and he's the devil, how you going to be out here? She won't Kid Cuddy, allegedly, when she break it off with Diddy. Then her ass was good. The, 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 the trainer he hired, she ended up messing with him and leaving with him. You weren't too scared. See, I want people to read between the lines when people say all this stuff. I was intimidated. I was scared. I was young. And Diddy, let me just say this to you, a lot of you dudes up in Hollywood, okay? I know you motherfuckers can do anything you want to, and this bitch is lined up to do all the kind of nasty, dirty, funky, degrading-ish y'all want them to do. But it's a new day. The world is a changing, and let me give you a warning. Okay, Diddy, I think you foul. I think he was kicking her ass after a while. That's why I'm. I ain't gonna lie about that. I think you should get some help. And I know that's Scorpio shit. Okay, but then I can't say it for sure. Innocent until proven guilty. Because this heifer showed up for a check. She didn't show up to help nobody. She showed up for a check. So, uh, so I don't know. I'm gonna just say that was a whole transaction. I don't even care. I'm not gonna even hold you accountable for Cassie because Cassie got paid. Okay, so that's some sort of whole thing I had set up. Well, y'all finally said She discounted all that stuff to me once she came and got her check and bounced. And then, plus, if you read the whole thing, the whole thing, she's constantly never taking responsibility for, like, yo, like, yeah, I came in at first because the money was good. He was a great guy. I loved him. We had a great relationship. But eventually it turned dark. He started kicking my ass, you know, and I was not getting out of it. I made a lot of mistakes. Wasn't just him. You know, I kept staying in it. I put the drugs to my mate. I made the decision to do drugs. He didn't force you because I never once read where he forced her. I mean, maybe he did later on after a fact. But I she was taking this stuff willingly because she said she felt like she had to because he was her boss. It's like, well, I'll take you like ain't happy. You ain't got to do uh, some off the bridge if your boss don't tell you. See, that's, I didn't believe it. And I know they like to say, well, the balance of power, Carlotta, because he's a big, big guy. Uh, you can still say no to his ass. Who gives a bit? No. No. No, I don't want to sleep with you. No, I'm not sleeping with these male prostitutes. No, I ain't going to let you bust me in my eye no more. Especially when it's all these bloggers and TV stations and all these things. You can just show, you can just walk into a TV station and just say, he hit me in my eye. And even if they don't believe you, it's on record that you done went to this TV station, you done told everybody, he hit me. He beating up on me. But she never once let no record trails. And even though I had been hearing stuff like this, it's just, for me, she is discounted in my opinion, okay? But let me just warn you male rockers, black men especially. You are not white men from the 70s and 80s, these rock and roll stars and shit they used to do and get away with. You as black men in America are not going to be able to get away with constantly having orgy parties, inviting irresponsibly inviting women 
to these things, you're not going to be able to get away with it. These women will, and, and listen, you will get found out. It will ruin your reputation. Sometimes, you know, the race factor in America, I believe sometimes is meant to, and I hope nobody takes this wrong, but it's meant to keep us in check in some ways. It's meant to uh, for us to, to stop us from being like our oppressor. But instead, a lot of times we get out of money and stuff and we try to mimic the oppressor and what they do, and we end up in tons of trouble. Instead of Diddy bum ass going to get some therapy for whatever shit he got going, dark Scorpio shit from his childhood he got going on, he's out here behind, allegedly, Bitches do all this dark shit, and they and they taking they just taking notes and getting like they can be like Cassie. And if you beating on them and stuff, they gonna report you. And for those of you who ain't even getting reported, you just out here for a night on the town, hanging out with these little young girls having orgies and stuff with them. Oh, they got your number. Oh, they got your number. Giving them Molly and ecstasy. That's what it is. Cassie said, he gave me some, he gave me, he introduced me to ecstasy. I was just an innocent. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what kind of shit was sounding like to me when I was reading. How was young? This is, listen, I'm just telling you fellas, black men especially, and this isn't to diss the women. I'm coming for the women. I'm going to talk to you in a minute, too. This is to protect yourself. Cassie was in the business, okay? Cassie was a fine artist by Diddy, okay? And Diddy lost his damn mind. I don't know where the NBA – well, she got it probably around it with this – Filing. See how you can get around NBA agreements? That's why I said they ain't shit. See where they get away with? See how you can get around? Okay. You motherfuckers think you can sit up here and do a lot of trifling? See, because a lot of y'all sit in this business, in that music business. Not all y'all, but a lot of y'all. Fucking, you got fetishes and shit. See, because the music business plays on sometimes the weak. Some of y'all are extra talented, but y'all might be the weakest tribe. You're like, uh-oh, Carlotta, what, what you saying? I said what I said. You might be the weakest tribe. The entertainment business loves to pick up the weak in your mind. You've been molested 20 times when you was young, and that's not to, dis- to belittle molesting. You've been raped 10 times. You've been this and that and this and that. They see you as an exploitation. We can exploit the F out of them. They ain't got no help, no therapy for what they're going through. They're extremely talented, and we're going to get them out here in this, this business, and we're going to pile them with so much alcohol, drugs, have them doing every damn thing they ever like. And a, listen, a person with their mind on right can enjoy all the trappings of the entertainment industry because there's so many trappings of it. Of it. Right? Anybody. But a lot of y'all get out there and y'all lose y'all mind. 
like Diddy hiring a bunch of male prostitutes allegedly and having this girl, you you up here having this girl, even if she agreed to it. Like nigga, say it like that. I gotta say it like that. Nigga, what was you thinking? And how many other chicks you doing this? Not only y'all gonna have to sign these NDAs, y'all gonna have to start having them consensual agreements too. Okay, I'm just trying to tell y'all. I better watch y'all back. Even the ones in the entertainment industry. Bill Cosby has been taken down by chicks in the entertainment industry. Bill, when I was five, when I was 15, at the Playboy Mansion, how did I get in? I lied about my age, but that doesn't matter. Bill tried to rape me. Bill gave me drugs. I mean, these are stories from 1932. Ain't got nobody got. I ain't saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying can't nobody play. Ain't nobody can't nobody prove it. And it's not fair to these. It's not fair to people to come and ruin their life with allegations and you have no proof for them. And I know a lot of women out here saying, "Well, no, that's not right." The victim is always saying, "No, we are innocent until proven guilty in this country." And that's why it's hard for you to come 20 years later. A lot of y'all putting people in jail. With no proof, even if they are creeps, even though I've been hearing Diddy's a creep, even though I heard Harvey Weinstein's a creep, I still don't want people to have unfair trials. Because what if it's my daddy? What if it's my brother, my uncle, my loved one, my husband, my friend, me, my sister? Anybody, if, 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 if you, if people keep putting people in jail because Hollywood gets pissed with their people, get behind the scenes and do all these little uh, 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 funny style documentaries and stuff to go after people they done got pissed off of and they using the justice system to throw people uh, who piss them off in some sort of way behind what it's a scary world we live in. If they can live in it's just scary. And I don't like what I'm seeing. And if I was a black if I was a black man in the entertainment business, let me tell you, I'd be betting these bitches. Okay, I'd be betting money. Right? I don't be doing. <laughs> don't be doing. I'm, I'm brothers. I'm just tell y'all. Let me just try. I'm trying to give y'all the word. Do not be doing Molly and ecstasy and giving these chicks uh, 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 dope. Because these bitches will tell in the next twenty years they'll be talking about you made them do that shit. And I'm talking to the men who have consensual. I'm not talking about you rapists and you bums. These any if women, and I'm about to talk to you about rapists and predators in the industry. But first, let me talk to the men because we got female predators trying to move their way to fuck up. Like I believe Cassie was trying to move her way to fuck up Virgo. I see you, you Virgo Taurus moon. You knew you was trying to move fuck up in the industry. That's why you fucked around with Diddy for 10 and 11 years. Let him kick your ass. Let him do all that shit, and you ain't not once go to nobody. But then you show up some 15, 16 years later, talking about, can I get this check? And probably you'll make me a new man put you up to it. Allegedly. I'm just saying, it's my personal pick. Hey, Cassie don't fool me. She might fool y'all, but she don't fool me. I know she was yachting and everything else. She wasn't in so much distress that she couldn't get no help. Hell, if I had to send out an SOS sign to Mary when Mary came up to the house and visit, hey, Mary, hey, Mary, you kicking my ass. 
Could you call the police for me? Excuse me, Beyonce. I see you and Jay Z over here. Thank you. Y'all help. She matching, watch my ass. She could freely come and go, except for the times he put her up in the hotel room and let me the heel. But bitch, when I got my freedom, you don't think I'm gonna go down and march down to the TV station or somebody at the police station and say this man is beating me up? That's just me. I know everybody take things differently, but for those of you who take things differently, when you withhold that stuff and you show up some late years later for a check, and people are like, you can't tell people how to feel they pain. Listen, dummies, it is common sense that you want a criminal to be in jail. You mean to tell me you think it's cool for Cassie to go get money but not put Diddy in jail if he did all this shit to her. And now he's out there to do it to some other woman. And you help us with talking about, well, she can't tell her how to collect her justice. That's not justice collecting the check. That's a whole transaction. I done said this on here plenty of times. When you collect a check, instead of reporting somebody to the proper authorities, and yes, I already know the authorities sometimes don't charge people, but at least you try. And I'm not talking about one time. I'm talking about lifestyle because she stayed in that shit 11 years. So she should, it should be a stack of times that she should have went to the police. But it ain't. You know why? Yeah, she might have been scared some of the time. But, but she wasn't that scared because she was fucking. Listen, read the thing. She was making my well to do, so she wasn't that scared of his ass. Even left for the trainer, allegedly, he hired. So she was she really that scared? Child, don't let me start that, Cassie, okay? Cassie, you was enjoying that good life. Good for Diddy. Diddy, I understand Diddy didn't want all his shit out here. That's why he went ahead. And Diddy, listen, everybody know by now. Everybody know, okay? You need to come out. If you get bisexual or whatever, just come on out the closet, okay, man? Be bisexual. Be happy. Live your life. Everybody know that freaky shit. That's part of your therapy. You need to get some therapy. And now we see you a Scorpio. You doing all this deviant shit. Very Scorpion-like, but still deviant, dark Scorpion. Don't be beating up no more chicks. If you met doing this shit with Young Miami and I, I don't give a damn. You better be careful. Okay. Now, for you girls who are in the industry and going to the industry with these dudes with these big money cars, these dudes who got access to so much coochie cat, they sometimes can't think straight, and they used to so many sexual deviant acts that they get you caught up in the shit, you know what I'm saying, and you don't like it. Be careful, because there are a lot of sexual predators and demons in the music business, and some of them is your favorite singer and rapper. Protect yourself. When you go meet your favorite singer and rapper and all that stuff, or if you meet, if he happens to flirt with you or you get a little chance, you know, you're like, hey, this is kind of sexy. I like him. Whatever. Be careful. Get to know his ass. Okay? See what he really likes. You can see what that image. Remember, the show business is very Neptunian. What you see on stage ain't what you get off stage. Child, child, child. I I don't know about how many stories I've heard 
or how many people I done met on the set, off the set. I thought they were coming on the set, and you meet them off the set. You're like, yeah, 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 shit. You know what I'm saying? Understand. So you ladies, you have to be careful. Just because Diddy invites you out to the job, and I know I tease on here and everything like that, but really you got to get to know somebody because they might be crazy as hell. Money don't mean you got morals. Money don't mean you got character. Hit albums don't mean that you nice. I even heard Cyborg. I can't even say it. I heard a story a few years ago that broke my heart about a singer, I won't say, that I love. No, it's not Maxwell. And I heard that they was doing some trifling shit to workers across the city. Now, it ain't just, it ain't just, it ain't just Diddy, all kind of people in that industry. It's even female. I heard a story that was so Listen, it's a lot of people with problems up there, okay? And so you got to get to know people. And I said, when I heard this story about this person, they said that it might be alleged that some people was, this person was allegedly, this is a story I heard. I don't know if it's true. This is Carlotta um, just telling y'all a, a story I heard about a certain person in the industry. That the sexual things that favors and stuff that they was getting done and having done was so intense. This was overseas because they had a place allegedly overseas that motherfuckers was ending up missing that used to work for them. You're like, Carla, what? I see most of them was ending up missing. And the reason why they was getting away with it is because they had a place overseas. It's some nasty works in that business, okay? And people got nasty-ass fetishes that can be dangerous because you got a lot of people who are talented, but they ain't getting their head worked on. So, babies, be careful. Get to know somebody. And don't be in no shit for 10 years. Getting your ass beat. Don't let nobody be telling you the only way you want to get this record deal is if you sleep with him. Oh, bitch, bye. I guess I just got raised by my grandma. Was I was raised by wolves. <laughs> I said parents was not. I was telling people, though, at 16, 15. Because I know you're going from city to city. Hey, I was already up on game at 15 years old who rappers was and R&B singers was. And I had some uh, try to talk to me back in their day, in their day, my day. 
And you know how many times they say, no, 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 no. And I was young saying no. I had my mind at that age. If grown-ass girl Cassie can't say no, it's crazy stuff. I mean, you know, what it is, what it is, what it is. That's why I say women, you have to take personal responsibility. If you stay in an abusive relationship for a long time, I know the world loves to tell you you have no part in it. But you do. I had to tell one of my relatives this. I told one of my relatives. I said, I said she said, I'm, just a, I'm the one being abused. I said, but you're the one that keeps going back. And you make every last one of us get involved in this shit. He know where the hell we live. He know where the hell to come look for you at. And when are you going to take some personal responsibility? Well, I'm scared. You ain't too scared. Because you do what it takes to do what you need to do to get away. You can't blame her. Carlotta, she's in an abusive relationship. Yes, the fuck I can blame her. She's a grown motherfucker. Make your grown asses. You got somebody beating you the hell over the head, and all you can say is, I want to go back and put everybody else in danger. No, I don't take people like that. I say you, you have, you are very responsible. I have seen too many stories in the news lately where people have come to a person who has been with a serial abuser's rescue, where they go back and forth to the, to the abuser over and over, ain't got no respect for themselves, but relatives keep coming trying to save them, and the relatives end up dead and in the grave for trying to save theirs. And then they say, well, I was the victim. No, nah, you got your relative killed because you didn't have the guts to do what you needed to do. Are you going to take some responsibility for your life? Are you going to say, no, nah, I'm tired of getting beat upside the head, Diddy? I'm just going down here back to my old life. It's a lot better than getting my ass kicked on this yacht. But Cassie didn't decide that. Cassie decided that yacht and getting her ass kicked was better. Yeah, I said it. This is not a politically correct show. That's what she decided. And I wouldn't, I, I would get it. I understood why he settled. I get it. He got a lot of money. A couple of years, I would have followed like a dog in the street. What a And I know he ain't right. He ain't right either. I know he ain't right. But she ain't either. And we got to quit that people. Who be running back and forth to these people? Try to absolve themselves of all responsibility. This girl was with him for eleven years. I mean, really. And you know what I bet when you get to talking, she liked the perks of being with him, and the perks. Well, far more, well, worth far more to her than a black eye. The self-esteem, the self-worth. Or maybe that's what she was paid to do. I mean, she she got her whole transaction. Did he pay this whole house? I wouldn't. 
she got paid for her services. Okay, so I don't even consider this anymore uh, a situation of abuse. I feel I feel this is a situation where they maybe been into some sex trafficking and all. The, I mean, not sex trafficking, uh, sex some maybe you know this was a whole transaction. She wanted to be paid for her 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 her, her shit. She 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 coming back because she felt like Diddy didn't pay her enough. Me and Jay Z and Beyonce and all them wasn't enough. Oh, Going to your little party, Diddy wasn't enough. I need a little bit more. He made me. He he. His house was so beautiful. I was just so ridiculous. I I was so seduced. I was so. Huh. Did he take you away? What'd he say? I'll take you off the grid, girl. Y'all better be careful what he take you off the grid. <laughs> ah, what that mean? <laughs> I thought it sounded good last week. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, young Miami, be careful. <laughs> this ain't funny. No, I'm not laughing at the abuse. I'm laughing because, you know, I just want to say to you, y'all, be this is the glamorous life gone wrong, okay? I just want to say to not only black women when you get involved with these celebrities, and stuff, listen, let me tell you something now. If I got with a celebrity, trust me, I am betting his ass. You ain't going to just, you, I understand you betting me, but I'm betting your ass. I, listen, I was like this years ago. He was a big time fighter. No, I told y'all, I may have told y'all this story on here. My girlfriend, I had a friend that was, she, she was like goofy and knew everybody. I mean, I ain't no goofy, you know what I'm saying? But she knew a lot of people. I knew people, okay, who knew people, who knew people, who knew people. But I knew she was goofy, right? And so he, he had, they was real cool. Time box, I ain't going to say no name. He invited her, you know, he, and she said, he, he was having a big party in our city, and I was hanging out with her and another friend. And I've been knowing her since I was really young. And so he said, he told her that we could change in his hotel room. Now, child, when I got there, because we, we was already at, they had these big things going on. He had this some sort of big show going on or something beforehand, so we had to change to go to the party. So child is this nice, beautiful hotel. And I was like, no, sis, I'll change in the hotel bathroom. The hotel was gorgeous. So I was like, I didn't want to. She's like, why would you do that? I heard my other saying, what are you guys They was like mad at me. And so, so the dude comes up the steps. We outside of his room. I'm about to go to I have my back. I'm about to go to the hotel room. I said, but he, if he's nice enough, you know, if he, he can keep my if he keep my stuff here, I can take it back to the car. He said, what's up with this? Why, you know, you don't want to stay, blah, 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 you know, it's cool. And so I said, listen, this is for your protection and my protection. I don't know you, and you do not know me. He said, damn, I didn't think about that. I was like, yeah. I said, but you know, it's cool. I said, it's no offense. I said, we we chit chat, you know, when I see you in it. And he was cool. He told me later on we got. There, he said, thank you, man. So he said, you. That's the first time I heard somebody looking out for themselves, but looking out for me too, because I I didn't think about that. I'm like, yeah, because you don't know. You get somebody in there, somebody yelling rape. You don't know who me, who the hell I am. You just know my friend, and she told you I was cool, and this other person was cool. You know, shit. I don't know you, and I don't know you. You could be a rapist. I'm very street. I'm street smart back then. I wasn't impressed because you was no no box. Now I'm impressed by something. 
but not enough to be in because I knew people was crazy. No, for real. I remember even going in this R&B store. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, when I was young, I was like 16, 16, I went in with a group of friends. My group of my friends, he invited us to his room or whatever to hang out. Everybody was a whole bunch of people in there, okay? This dude is about 10, 15 people. This dude was trying to get on me even with people around. I had to leave. I was so uncomfortable. And I was probably a year 16, but I was street smart. I'm like, man, I don't like you doing this. I didn't know you. You said we all around it. Who do you think I am? That's why I'm 16. But then, you trying to wrap me up, wrap me up. Like, I'm, like I'm dumb. But thank God I was raised by wolves. <laughs> Who was the wolves about the street, right? So I knew. I was like, there's nothing impress. You don't impress me that much. I ain't impressed by no uh, 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 having no one night that you think I have a story. Shit, I ain't got, I ain't got that life. My grandma said you be about you be about a state <laughs> a state planning. <laughs> Last name Cha-ching. <laughs> catalog. We ain't. Ain't nobody got, I ain't got to waste my time risking my energy. <laughs> but you just go ahead and polygate all across the country. He would say, Carlotta, that sounds like gold digging. No, it's platinum digging. It's a state digging. It's being smart. Because we, listen. These men do all kind of shit and do all kind of people. And if you're dumb enough to fall for it, they will do you in too. And a lot of them, like I say, have sick fetishes. And they got so many chicks on the payroll who's willing to pay who they, I mean, who they can pay to do some of these sick-ish. That's why you need to, you might be impressed if your favorite singer comes to town or your favorite person comes to town or whatever, and it's cute to flirt and all that. He's so cute. I get it. It's cute and everything. But if they don't want to get to know you, fuck them. Because, listen, I'm telling you, some of these people is crazy. And some of them be having diseases. I tell you, one of the top, one of the top bloggers told me so, so much tea one time. About some of these celebrities, I knew about a big celebrity having HIV before it even hit the fan. And women was out there sleeping with this man, and he had a bunch of sick fetishes, and they was getting paid, and they thought, honey, I'm getting paid. He didn't buy me this, and he didn't buy me that. Listen, you better get to know the food and see if he's even willing to get married or if he's just into going around the world having orgies, like apparently Diddy was with Cassie, allegedly. <laughs> looked like he was just trying to, I thought, I thought the man was in love with her, but really he looked like he was just having a good old-fashioned orgy time with her. <laughs> like, just kind of messing with her mind. Like, he was just out in the streets just enjoying messing her up. 
I mean, and that's it seems pretty soon she got so used to the lifestyle that she didn't know what to she what she didn't know what to do. She she got so used to it she didn't want to give it up. Y'all gotta read that whole thing about her. It's very interesting. The whole thing. Read the whole thing. Not a little, but the whole thing. It is a very interesting uh, situation that what went on with her. And I do believe that it's just she was young and got caught up in the lifestyle, and she did not, she did not vet him. She was too young to, she, she was too, she was too impressed by the yacht, the, the lifestyle, everything that comes with him, but not seeing that he might be a little sick. And that if you're going to take that lifestyle, then come with a price. Believe that shit. Just the question is, are you willing to pay it? Everything. If you get married to something, it come with the price. If you dating something, it come with a price. Listen, always count the price. That's why you got to get to know people. And especially if you get involved in these show business stuff. With these Negroes in show business, okay? Even when they like to tell you, I'm just a regular person. I'm just out here, you know. I just sing for a living. And it's a hundred chicks, like, outside they door. And they can have anything and anybody they want. You got to really check character. I I can't lie to you. I mean, which you, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know all kind. Of, I've heard all kind of stories. Okay, I've heard about chicks leaving their relationships, solid relationships. See, one of my favorite songs is that. What's that song Stevie Wonder got? Girl, go home. Let's just say when he's talking about that, how this chick really loves him and everything, but he was just too much on the road or wild and wild thing. He didn't want to get you know he. That's some of y'all need to go home. Some of y'all out here trying to turn these hoes like Diddy is house husbands. And they ain't husbands. They they rock and roll stores. And they dumb because black men out there playing that lifestyle can get in severe trouble. Okay? Because a lot of these bitches, and some of these bitches be mad at you after you done, they like Cassie. Cassie played her role for 11 years. She was around there, let people school on her, kiss on her, and she thought she was going to get that last name in that estate. And Diddy wasn't willing to get it. He just, he just using her up all around the world, not making no commitments or nothing. You gotta get the You got to understand. And that, but let me just say this about Cassie. Cassie, now I am gonna say this now. Is she coming back? See, you know, because, see, I wouldn't even lie about it. I'm coming back for a whole transaction. Cassie's like, I'm the victim. I'm trying to speak out for all victims. And the next, she was, she settled about, it wasn't even a day that went by good. They settled that. It wasn't even a day, okay? Now, I got to say, she got game because she got paid for her services. But let's say what it is. It's your services. You got paid. Finally, he got, he, he paid you for all that shit he put you through. And you waiting him out, hoping that he would 
you did all of that for what? Because there had to be a price behind it. And a lot of women will wait it out. <clears throat> it's women. Listen, a lot of women been there. Myself and were you waiting somebody out with a monkey ass, trying to see what they about or whatever, and they end up being crummy. That's why you got to get to know people. To me, if I, my personal opinion is Cassie, she has two beautiful children. She had a new husband, and she was really happy. I would have went on with my damn life. And then maybe later in later years, I would have wrote a book about it, maybe or something, and told my responsibility and shit, too. And I just made it sound like it was all Diddy's responsibility, even if Diddy did some abusive things. It's still you a grown-ass motherfucker. You know how to get out of stuff. So one more thing I'm just going to reiterate. So I already said to you, young ladies, be careful of these, these singers, these rappers, these actors, and all this stuff. Cut, hold the coochie cat down right real quick and she find out what they're about. Cause you know, and that's another thing. Some people get turned out, too. I don't know if Cassie Man got turned out because she was young. And they turn you out so bad. They have you out here doing flips and stuff like that, you know, doing with flips with the with the male prostitutes and all that. Huh. While they watching, Ugh, it was disgusting. Y'all read some of that. Y'all read that? Oh Lord, it was terrible. Anyway, and for you men, I'm gonna say it again. I've already talked to the women. I'm gonna say one more time for you, you male celebrities. Okay, you gotta watch women. Okay, you think you inviting these chicks up, and you think. You got these NDAs. Cassie just proved you, proved to y'all that an NDA ain't shit. And a lot of y'all de- dealing with these little young girls, because I think, see, that's what Diddy thought. Diddy thought that he could control a little young chick, right? He thought he could control, that chick came back with vengeance. Not only did Cassie tell all the nasty, dirty, sadistic shit that he likes, allegedly, but she got paid. She got to write her fucking book and walk away with cha-ching. That's one thing. I say that was smart, though. That was smart, Cassie. That was smart. My God, that was smart. I don't say it was honorable, but it was fun. Shit, if you don't do it, just do it. But listen, let me just say this. You do, you black celebrity males, it's the way they came out. R. Kelly, y'all, and Bill Cosby, y'all better be careful offering these six drugs. Hey, yeah, I was just sitting up, we came out that night. I gave her some Molly. I gave her some ecstasy. Yeah, we got, you know, what's the song? I love that song. What's the song by, what's the name, Cordon? Happen this spot, so I didn't hear next to me. This is something sitting and telling me. She said she loved me. She loved me not. She, she don't get kind of dirty about what she wants. It's like, no, figure it out. Oh, is it Molly and ecstasy was her <laughs> He talked about Molly. Y'all better quit playing with that because these, these women are coming back. When you guys don't do what they want you, when it don't work out, and even if they celebrities, they come back and they start saying, he proud me with drugs. It's terrible. 
And they won't take no responsibility for their shit, and they'll turn you into a monster overnight. Y'all can't do what y'all been doing out these streets. They slowing down that whole shit. Cassie's going to slow down this whole shit. Ooh, if y'all don't, y'all crazy. That's all I got to say on that note, okay? So that's how I feel about Diddy and Cassie. Y'all, when y'all get a chance, y'all need to read that thing. That thing is wild, okay? Ooh, 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 it's a lot in it. She she did. She damn near told everything, okay? And I had heard years ago about her getting allegedly beat up in a limo. I heard all kind of stories. This is celebrities. Y'all be thinking y'all freak stories be quiet. Y'all freak stories do not be quiet. It's always some mofos out here talking, okay? Listen, freak stories, even about the most private people, they still be knowing your shit. Well, y'all show up at the Eyes Wide Shit Party, the Eyes Wide Shit Party. Was it Eyes Wide Shit or Eyes Wide Clothes? I don't know. <laughs> That's what Diddy's going to <laughs> Allegedly. But when y'all show up at these parties, <laughs> somebody in there reporting the news back, okay? <laughs> okay. I'm just telling y'all, it's some chick in there. What I, out of you got 15 chicks in the room that y'all about to hit, it's one of them in there writing a book. <laughs> one of them is Korean Stefan. <laughs> y'all got that one chick that you treat like Cassie? Y'all commit to her, you just be running around and running circles. Clad her with Molly and ecstasy, giving her the good life, having her screw male prostitute so you get your shit off in front of, you know, her and you, whatever you nasty, y'all nasty doing. Trust me, that bitch is writing the book. <laughs> Y'all better calm y'all nasty asses down, okay? Oh, when I think about it, how genius it was, though. Wait a minute, I can't. Hold on. Virgo was genius, though. Cassie, I don't like how you played the story. I guess it was a whole transaction, but it was a genius whole, whole transaction. Genius. And you think ain't some other chicks out in these streets ain't learning to do that? Oh, fellas. Oh, black men in celebrity world. You think you can do what the white rock and rollers did in the 1980s and 1990s? You know, it used to be the right, right, right rock and roll girls with right stories because they, they was the first ones to write these goofy books and so white rock and roll goofy girls. You know, but the dudes wouldn't trip off of them because it was, you know, it was just a part of the, the game, you know, part of the life, you know, rock, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, okay? But now it's gotten another level. And black men in the industry sometimes think they're these white male rockers. And that y'all, y'all in a more devious age. 
And so y'all think y'all can do, y'all so entitled and so arrogant, you have forgotten where you came from and how hard it was to get, you know how hard it is to become a ditty? And you just threw all that shit away for a bitch that you didn't tighten up the NDA agreement, for a bitch you didn't get no consensual to, to what? Ah, ah, ah. And you're like, well, he's he's fighting himself. No, it's not the settlement. It's his reputation that is now sullied. I mean, before we had heard, we would hear the secret stuff about it. But now there's a solid thing almost to it. You know what I'm saying? And for all you celebrity women just trying to come out now, like Kamora, and other people and stuff talking about allegedly talking about Diddy. I don't want to hear shit. Y'all got to say, if y'all been hanging around up in here, hanging with Diddy and knowing Diddy was a beast. I don't want to hear your story. I don't want to hear your story. I don't want to hear your story. Because, you know, in Hollywood, they love to keep secrets. They be knowing people getting their ass kicked. And you're like, damn, that's a damn shame. They don't even secretly call the police. Oh, hey, hey. Uh, 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 Kitty Cuddy, uh, damn, did you call the police when you got your, your car blew up about Cassie? I mean, just some wild shit. They just keep the secrets. It makes me really think there's, an Illumin- there's some sort of Illuminati or something. Maybe they have meetings and say, Cuddy, hey, I don't need you to, you, you can't tell them where with it, did I'm just acting out tonight, y'all. Because it's so fantastical. The stuff that y'all secretly put up with in the entertainment industry, but now you have to know in the age of Aquarius, these things are no longer going to be taboo or secret. And funny thing is coming out during taboo season, Scorpio season. And it's the Scorpio who's your example. You can't, you guys can't be dark lords in peace anymore. There's too much going on, too much video cameras. I'll count, listen, I heard it. Let's chat this video. Cassie, yeah, let some people say, I don't know. I don't know how true it is. But see, this is the world we live in. Y'all just got to be careful, players. Be careful. Okay? You have any orgy, you better make sure it's a consensual agreement. <laughs> if you haven't what I was, okay, you see it. I'm just trying to help y'all. Woo. And Diddy's old ass. Listen, why you, what old? With <laughs> these young girls. I mean, seriously, come on now. That says, but you know what that probably means to me. When men consistently, it's nothing wrong with dating younger women. It's because there's nothing wrong with women dating older men. But when I see that consistently across the board from somebody, I'm wondering their maturity level, who they, you know. Because it's like, when you really think about Cassie, was like a little, she, she was old enough, she was grown, but she still, it's like, what you got? Hey, 19. <laughs> I'm going to play it for Giddy. I'm going to play Hey, 19 while we go to break for Giddy. When we come back, we're going to talk about, we're going to wrap it up by talking about a few uh, few more uh Stories, y'all, but I had to get that, that out. I said, I know I went on this, but it was just, 
it's just when the glamorous life goes wrong. Yeah, it, it can it can go wrong. I mean, it can go wrong in a number of ways. But um, let's see. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Spotify. It's kind of the fake stream. We're going to talk about Will Smith. Will Smith's friend coming to Tasha K. Talking about it was true, allegedly, about Dwayne Martin and Will. And you know the rumors you've been hearing for years about Will and Dwayne. Okay? So we're going to talk about that. For the last part of the show, we come back with me. Well, <laughs> let me tell you my son for it. Do I got it up? I don't know if I have it up. I may not have it up, man. Dang it. Oh, no, I got it up. Hey, 19. This is for Diddy. <laughs> and all you uh, celebrities who like them young, okay? Make sure, don't offer them no drugs, and make sure you get them potential of opinion, okay? <laughs> it's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment. For the very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news, tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. Hi. Y'all, we only got a few minutes to get these last couple of stories in, but we got to talk about Will Smith's friend, Brother Bala's woman, Tatasha Kay, spilling the wine, as Tasha would say, about allegedly, about these rumors that we have been hearing for years. Now, I don't know if 
I believe Brother Bilal all the way. I don't know. I don't know if he's in that warning shot. Or not. I know I've heard the story about Dwayne Morton and Will Smith. That has been a rumor in Hollywood or other. I even said how it was so because, you know, Dwayne Morton was on Kevin Hart's Real Housewives, uh, Real House Husbands or something like that. And I thought that Will Smith and Dwayne Morton should come out and they should make a joke up. I always thought that would be hilarious on Real House. So then they would have took the sting out of it, but, you know, oh, well. You know, like Bobby Brown would come on there about something. Uh, uh, Eric Benet was on there, like, joking me in the house husband. They just they Nick about Mariah. I mean, it was, it was it's really funny. It was really funny. I don't even know if it still comes on, but it was hilarious when it was on. But I always thought Will Smith should make a special appearance, and they, like, make a whole joke around because Dwayne Morton was a regular on here, and I thought it'd be funny they made a regular joke around them dating. And I thought maybe the reason they hadn't done it because I mean, maybe it was kind of sensitive, okay? But listen, let's talk about it. Will Smith, this is from New York Court, and Jada Pinkett Smith Slam claimed he had sex with Dwayne Morton. Money shakedown, okay? Will and Jada Pinkett Smith are back to defending their relationship in a new interview the actresses the actress reacted to the allegation that Smith and his Fresh Prince Bel Air co-star Dwayne Morton had sex years ago. This has been a huge rumor on for years. Brother Bilal was not the first place I heard it. As a matter of fact, I was thinking that he got it maybe from somewhere and just flew for with it. But oh well. Let me just say this: Peter Smith, fifty-two, said in preview for Power One Hundred Five, The Breakfast Club, that aired Wednesday. It's ridiculous, right? And it's nonsense. Okay, that doesn't answer the question. Did he sleep with him or not? You said it's, it's ridiculous. It's nonsense. No, he ain't never slept with him. That's all you had to say. It was sounding a little bit, you know, that Eddie Longway, I'm going to pull my, what's that? When he was talking about the slingshot, but I digress. Peter Smith's declaration came after Charlemagne, the guy, asked about her memoir worthy. And about various rumors that have swirled around a couple since their 1997 wedding, including that they both are gay and they're both swingers and that they are in an open marriage. Earlier in the week, an alleged former assistant of Smith's brother, Bilal, said he once walked in on Smith V5 and Martin having sex with in the la- uh, latter's dressing room. I opened the door in Dwayne's dressing room, and it's, it's when, that's when I see Dwayne having anal sex with Will. Yeah. The last said during an interview posted to the YouTube channel Unwind with Tasha K. On Tuesday, Smith vehemently denied allegations calling the story inequivocally false. Okay. The story is completely fabricated and claim is unequivocally false in the rep code TMZ. Pinker Smith went on to tell TMZ that we we the sun. We suing. No, yes. Yeah, they went on to say, oh, that's the We suing. So they plan on suing, I guess, Brother Balao. Tasha K was just the platform, okay? But it says, and there's a person that tried to shake down. Pika Smith continued on the latest breakfast, but a money shake down, it didn't work. Pika Smith claims that Balao made allegations because he was upset with her husband for allegedly not paying him properly for his help on the emancipation. Stars 2021 work titled Wheel. It is based around the person's idea that they are in some way were doing business around around Will's book and that spent money or have you and they need to be compensated. I can't I don't know if I read that right, but it says so he already tried to do his money shake down. 
Will was willing to give him a certain amount, but he didn't take it. So the whole situation is based on that. Okay, listen, but these acts, these these rumors about Will have I've been out here for a while. I even even heard a rumor that was so crazy. Not just about Will. Remember, they was writing books. There was a part in the early 2000s where they were writing fictional books, people who had been in the entertainment industry, about these various boys, celebrity, uh, eyes wide shit party with gay men, how a lot of these men in the industry, they described in the book, in these books, has been R&B stars, pop stars, and stuff being really gay. I mean, some of them were so descriptive that people still have ideas about who these people are and still believe, uh, you know, that some of these people are gay. I mean, I heard one story in that, that was crazy about the dude that was supposed to be gay. I can't even say it's so disgusting. But it's in the industry, okay? So that Dwayne Martin and Will have been one of the biggest one of those rumors out here for years. So glad he's addressed that. Uh, very interesting, okay? That's all I'll say on that note. But, Chad, that rumor been out here a long time. It sure has. Now, Brother Bilal said he's seen it with his eyes. Okay, now, I want to see if a lawsuit happens. Hmm. That will be interesting. Let's see what else we got here. Um... Amanda Seals blacklisted child. Poor Amanda. Lord, what's going on, Amanda? Now, let's see. You got time to talk about it real quick. Because, you know, I may not be a, be, Amanda may not be my favorite person, favorite thing, but I like, I like that she does speak your mind, okay? But apparently right now, Amanda Seals believes that she's been blacklisted from Hollywood, Okay. And it was something kind of surreal to see Amanda crying. I got to admit, I kind of, I kind of feel bad. But uh, let's see, you got time. You got time. Up. Amanda still feels she's been blacklisted. Okay, let's just, you got time. Let me see if I got a little time to get down here. You got the time to get in there real quick, okay? Uh, let's see. This from Ryan to Snitch. Uh, Actress Amanda Seals comes to the cheerful realization that she's been blacklisted in Hollywood. Okay, let's listen. So being my regular transparent self, I can feel people distancing themselves from me for my stance. Professionally and personally. And um, I'm, re- I'm being very emotionally indulgent right now just because I, I live by myself. So these are the feelings I have and there's no one here to share it with except for... <laughs> So y'all are hearing it. But I already got blacklisted this year um, from certain venues because I stood up for myself professionally when I was being, uh, what's the word? Scammed. <laughs> Okay. Let's talk about it. We got time. Okay. I believe Amanda uh, 
when she said she's being blacklisted. And the rumors on the streets is that Amanda is a lot to deal with, okay? And Amanda's a cancer. Sometimes cancers can lack self-awareness. She's so intelligent, so smart and everything, but sometimes it's too smart. You know what I'm saying? I just think Amanda needs a little bit more self-awareness about how she maybe comes off to people and how what that looks like to her industry peers. But I do respect her uh, taking up for herself and stuff like that. I like Amanda. Amanda's different, but, you know, yeah, I'm not surprised. I like Amanda, but I don't like Amanda because sometimes I don't like how she come out. But, however, I respect her. And so I'm, I'm, I'm you know, because she do speak her with who she thinks she got. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's a very interesting thing there that she thinks that she's being blacklisted. Very interesting. Mm. Oh, well, y'all, we have come to the end of the show, man. Thank y'all for listening to me and talking with me like y'all do every week. Listen to, well, not talking to me, listening to me rant it up. You guys remember, you can, remember you guys can hit me up. Uh, remember, well, I'll tell you guys about how you can hit me up in a minute in the archive show. But thank you guys for listening, hanging out with me. I hope to see you. I hope to do a show sometime this week, okay? So let's leave out with one of my favorite songs. I love this song. It never gets up to me. Denise Williams, Do What You Feel. It's the CC Show of Carlotta. I hope y'all enjoyed all this talk. I hope I made sense tonight. If I didn't, I know y'all write me and tell me, okay? I'm out. See ya. Sound of my voice, you are listening to the archive show. You guys know you can hit me up on the Carlotta uh, Chatwood Facebook page. That's the best place to hit me up and send me your messages. Thank you guys so much for your messages of well wishes and your kindness during this time for me. I appreciate y'all so, so much. And listen, let me tell you something. I am in the middle of trying to understand a lot of things. I still... I, my thought was still on the YouTube channel. I had started it. Uh, I plan to try to still do that for you guys. Uh, but I am, you know, I'm just in this really weird space. So if y'all give me a moment to just really think things through and see how I want to go with the podcast and everything, I appreciate y'all patience. Because I know a couple of y'all was asking me about YouTube, okay? It's still uh, something I want to do, but... 
just trying to get my balances together and everything right now, okay? Remember, you can hit me up on the Carlotta Travis Facebook page. You can hit me up on Instagram at Carly's, with an S, underscore Galaxy. You can also hit me up on threads. I'm on there somewhere under something. <laughs> you can hit my link on Instagram. Uh, you can also hit me up on Twitter at CChatwood Show and Carlotta72. Too, okay, listen, guys. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Right now, happy Thanksgiving. Oh my God, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And remember, be thankful. You got so much to be thankful for. What's the song? But little vowel. I don't got it up. Living your best life. That's what y'all live your best life this week. Enjoy your life. Have a good one. Enjoy your family. Eat well. We, I will see you guys soon for the next uh, show. Okay, let's leave out with uh, Storm Lee Kravitz. I'm out. See y'all. Let it breathe for a second.